welcome to episode number seven of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are currently in a series based upon my book entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. Today's episode is entitled Believe You Can Get Out of Debt. Because this particular episode, I'd like to pray that God will help us to receive this message today. Father, I pray that your anointing would come down upon this teaching, and I pray that those that are listening in, Lord, would be able to receive, Father, the message that you have for them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. One day after church, an individual came up to me and said, Pastor, I would sure like to have the faith I need to believe. When she said that, it kind of sparked something in me that actually uh, caused me to teach a series on believing, upon faith, and upon what the measure of faith is and what it means to have an increase in our faith. I've written several books dealing with the issues of faith, and uh, I won't be getting into those right now, but I'd like to discuss, um, do you have the faith to believe? My answer to you is, yes, you do. God has given each one of us a measure of faith, and when it comes to the area of being debt-free, just to let your faith just explode, let your faith increase, Uh, believe in God's word, that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we can imagine or even think according to the power that's in us. So let's just use that faith and step out and believe that we will be debt-free soon, I believe very soon. Uh, Getting out of debt is a dream for everyone uh, who's in bondage to debt, of course. Today, we need to have faith to imagine what it would be like to be debt-free. So, like I've asked you to do in a previous episode, close your eyes and start to dream of what it would be like to be debt-free. You can even say to yourself, I see myself debt-free. Sure has a nice sound to it, doesn't it? It's very peaceful and it's comforting. Yet most Americans will never be able to say that. Over the years, I've heard many say I'm debt-free, and then they follow up with telling me about their mortgage payment on their first home or their second home and their car payment. Well, let me just say that um, if you have a car payment and if you have a mortgage payment, you're not really debt-free. So therefore, I would encourage you to understand what it means to be totally debt-free. Some people feel that when they uh, get their house paid for that everything's going to be wonderful and they'll be able to control their spending and never get in debt again. Well, that's a wonderful idea and I believe that certainly can happen. However, in reality, most people who go into deep into debt and then figure out a way to work themselves out of it will allow themselves to be drawn back into that same pattern of spending uh, and uh, pattern of not really being able to discipline ourselves to to keep ourselves uh, debt-free. In order to be debt-free, including our mortgage home payment, we need to take a closer look at our monthly mortgage payment. Now, uh, how did our mortgage payment get to be what it is today? Uh, Have we increased the size of our loan from when we originally got our first mortgage loan? Uh, Have we been able to reduce the debt on it? Or do we add additional uh, refinancing with maybe a home equity loan? Uh, It's important that we understand that once we start paying down on that house loan, do everything you can to continue to make those principal payments so that you can experience what it's going to be like to be debt-free on that house. 
Now recently, I heard a mortgage lender tell a group something that really kind of irritated me. I was listening to it on the radio. He said, uh, refinance your home and get cash back so that you can take a vacation or buy some furniture. Now I'm just going to tell you right now, that's probably some of the worst advice that I've ever heard from anyone. We should never take our home equity to purchase something that will decline in value. Our home equity should be protected for our retirement and obviously so that we don't have the responsibility of making a payment to someone else for the rest of our life. Our home equity uh, is something that's usually the biggest asset or the investment that we have so it should, should definitely be in, uh, protected. Using our home equity to pay off other debts is very risky. Uh, we're basically what we're doing is we're hiding debt in a home refinance and it'll never allow us to be debt free because unless we get to the root cause of, of why we have debt, uh, refinancing our home or consolidating loans into a home equity loan or something on our house or refinancing our house, uh, it'll never stop. We've got to get to the root cause uh, of increasing our debt and stop it right there. The only way to become debt free is to find a way to de decrease debt, not refinance it and continue to refinance just so you have a payment that is something you're comfortable to live with. Once again, I'm going to ask you to just speak this out. Debt is caused by spending. Say that again. Debt is caused by spending. Now say this how much I make may not be the solution to get out of debt. Say that again. How much I make may not be the solution to get out of debt. Then finally, repeat these words. I want and I believe I can be out of debt. Say it again. I want to be debt free and I believe that I can be out of debt. In one of my counseling sessions, I had an individual look at me and said, Pastor, um, I have so much debt, I, I think it's just because I'm, I'm sinning. Now, let me just say this. Debt is not necessarily sin. But however, if we obtain that debt, it, it, could be, it could be sin. If we are spending it on things we know that are contrary to the Word of God, uh, or if we have no control over it, then yes, it can be sin in our life. But, but just because we have some debt doesn't mean that we're living in sin. If we increase our debt due to lusting for more material possessions, that probably is sinful. So now be careful here. Don't beat yourself up. And I'm not trying to be critical with anyone uh, because maybe you have debt or you have a desire to keep up with your neighbors. If that's a challenge for you, uh, just take it to the Lord. He will help us and uh, he'll, he'll, he'll reach out to us if we'll simply just reach out to him. Some folks, I'm kind of hesitating here because I'm not sure I want to go into this, but I, I think I will. Some folks have a challenge with keeping up with others. Uh, that's something that we need to just get out of our life. If the neighbor buys a new car, you need a new car. If the neighbor, uh, you know, repaints his house and redoes his landscaping and does things, and you're, so therefore you're motivated to do things, then the same thing, then that's obviously not correct. Now, just because you're fixing up your home or making your home look nice because someone else is, there's really nothing wrong with that. But let's not get something just so we can be in competition with anyone. Uh, the amount of money that we have, the, the lifestyle that we establish is not to be a competition with someone else. Okay, enough said there. 
probably shouldn't have said that anyway. So let's let's move on. Let me give you some suggestions on how you can um, get out of debt and then start to believe. He, see, because as we reduce some of our debt, we start to build our faith. We start to actually believe that, yes, we can accomplish it. So I'm going to give you some suggestions. Now, this first one may seem a little ridiculous to some of you, but I have seen it work on numerous occasions. Now, if you have a lot of credit card debt, maybe two, three, four, five, I've seen people as many as 20 credit cards, and they owe money on all of them. So if you have credit card debt, here's something that you can do. I would strongly suggest you call all of your creditors. Those are the people uh, at the credit card companies where you owe money. And just tell them about your financial trials, that maybe you're going through a difficult time, and uh, you're not sure what you should do, but is there, if, if you don't get some relief, uh, you may have to... Um, uh, either stop paying or possibly uh, file bankruptcy. And when you say that word, they're basically realizing that they're not going to get anything if you do that. Uh, we'll talk later about what bankruptcy is and whether it's sin or not. But uh, you, you just tell them you're just not able to make the payments and ask them if they will reduce your debt or even forgive it. Now, before you think, yeah, right, fat chance. I can tell you about a particular case where an individual came in and had about... I think they had about seven or eight different credit cards. Uh, I've had so many different people with so much different forms of debt. Uh, but I remember particularly one individual that came in with a lot of debt, a lot of credit cards, and I mean owed tens of thousands of dollars worth of uh, debt at very high interest rates on their credit cards. I gave them the same advice about calling these people and asking uh, you know, for their help. Now, before you call them, I think you should pray and ask the Lord to give you favor with your conversations with these credit card companies. So now you call them up and you say, I need your help. Is there any way that you could reduce my payment, reduce my interest rate, or maybe even just forgive the debt that I have? Now this individual did that. And when they did it, they were shocked because they came back to me and found out that about a third of the people that he owed money to on credit cards actually forgave the debt and just wrote it off. They did not uh, do a, what they call a charge off, which affects your credit rating, but they basically just simply reduced the debt and understood the situation and showed some compassion. Uh, you know, people say, well, why would I even try that? Well, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. So why don't we uh, apply that uh, to uh, uh, asking for help from others and just ask for the Lord to intervene and give you favor when you make that request. That story I just gave you is a real true story, a situation that actually happened. And I want you to understand this. And there's no guarantee that this will happen, but it certainly is worth trying. And don't be defeated if, if they're not willing to assist you in those areas. Moving on, let's look at another step that could help you to have more faith and believe that you can actually be debt-free. Why don't you sit down, take a piece of paper, and write down everything that you spend over the next 24 hours. You look at your spending choices. Now, you don't need to write down every nickel that you spend, but I would think anything that's a purchase beyond a couple of dollars, you should write down and determine during the last 24 hours, where did you spend money and were those necessary expenditures? Be sure that you include things like stopping at a convenience store or stopping at a Starbucks or, or somewhere to buy something you don't need. In addition, make sure you list the expenses you have by if you've purchased gas or groceries or, had, or bought lunch someplace. But it's, it's crucial that we understand how we're spending the money that we have. If we 
can't control our spending, we'll never be able to be debt-free. Now, there's an, another way to help yourself become debt-free, and that is to keep in touch with your creditors. You know, I was a banker for nearly, for about 15 years, and during that period of time, I had a, a, a quite a large number of people who would come to me after they were seriously past due on their payments. They would come to me with a question like, I'm 90 days past due on my car. I'm two months past due on my house. Uh, I don't know what to do. Is there any way that you can help me? Well, I would always try to do the best that I could, but I discovered something very early in my banking career, and that is that, that as a banker, I was able to help them much greater, far greater, if they would come to me at the early stages of having difficulties in making payments. Uh, if you wait and you delay, in some cases, uh, you delay too far, you, you, you can't get any help whatsoever. For example, on your house. In the state of Arizona, if you go 90 days without making a house payment, uh, the bank then has the ability or has the right to write you a letter and require that the full amount of your loan would be paid or the full amount of all the payments and the, the, you know, the past due notices and the fees and the charges that they, get, they charge you with all has to be paid all at once. Otherwise, they're going to put your house into foreclosure. Now, you can check with an attorney on that and see if that's correct in your state. But I know that uh, that's kind of how it works here in the state of Arizona. At least it, it uh, is something that uh, is always being uh, renegotiated and discussed with banks. But, the, you know, the bank doesn't want your house back. They, they really don't want to deal with it because they're going to take a loss. Uh, the worst people to own your house is the bank. So they want you to stay in it and to keep making the payments and keep it up. Uh, so if you get into a situation where maybe even your next payment you're going to have a difficult time with, go to the bank or the person that you made the loan with, whatever it was, a financial institution, a mortgage company or whatever, and talk to them and say, I don't think I can make the payment this month. I, I can't make as, as much that I, as I thought that I could and see if there's some way that they could help you to be able to get a head start, a jump start on keeping yourself from having your house go into foreclosure. The same thing applies to credit card debt. The same thing applies to a car loan. These are things that, that we need to learn that the sooner we make them aware of a pending problem, the better chance we have of obtaining some kind of assistance. Here's a suggestion on how to see yourself get out of debt uh, and, and improve your, um, your faith, increase your faith that you actually can live debt-free someday. If you have a list of loans, uh, I've got some of these in my book that I've written, uh, Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. Uh, you, uh, you, you can find charts and things that are there to help you fill out. It's not cumbersome. It's pretty easy to take it, you know, to, to work on. But I do have a little chart there that I, I wrote in to show you how to get out of debt if you got maybe four or five or six loans. Let me just give, give an example of one. Let's say the first loan that you owe uh, $340 to someone. Your monthly payment is $20. So uh, you, you, what you want to do is get that paid off as fast as you possibly can. It might, you know, maybe you had planned to pay it off in a year. Maybe you can get it paid in eight or 10 months. But as soon as you get that paid off, look at your second loan. Now, remember, you no longer have that $20 payment. Go to loan number two. And let's say you owe $510 uh, and your minimum payment on that one is $25 a month. Well, when one loan number one is paid off, then take the total amount of the first payment of $20 and $25 on the second loan payment and now start paying $45 a month on loan number two. 
Now, as we move along to loan number three, I've got down here an example of $795 that you owe and your minimum payment is $30. So now when loan number two is paid off, uh, you no longer have that payment. So the payment on this one is 30. I'm gonna slow down so you can write this down. The payment on this one's $30. The payment on the second loan was 25 and the payment on the first one was 20. Now take those three amounts, add them together and pay $75 a month uh, on loan number three until it's paid off. And you continue doing that all the way through your mortgage. The reason I know that that works is because I've done it. I know it works because I've seen many, many individuals uh, who set that program in place and, and, and it, there was a discipline to it. But what they saw was each step brought them a little closer to their goal. And sometimes we think, well, I just need to consolidate the whole thing and get a new loan and get a small payment. And I don't like getting a small payment. I prefer you making the same payment that you're making now, as long as you can afford it, and take that total amount and pay it on those loans to get them paid off quicker. So it works and I know that it's something that you can use and you don't have to get new loans by do for doing it. You don't have to get any special advice or direction because this is a step-by-step -step program that works and it will lead you to someday be debt-free. I realize that I've talked a lot about credit cards, but credit card debt is such a serious problem in the United States. Uh, and so I need to make a couple of more comments dealing with credit cards. Uh, remember, when you call your credit card companies, always ask first if they can reduce the interest rate on your card. And usually there's some help with that. However, if they will not reduce your rate, and if you can't get any assistance from them, then uh, another thing that I think is very beneficial is that I know in the mail every day, I mean literally every day, I get a credit card offer. Uh, and those credit card offers will be something like transfer all your balances to this new card uh, and um, uh, we will charge you a, a 2 or 3% fee at one time but reduce your interest rate or even have zero interest rate for the next year. This is something that you should consider and it's something that would uh, help us to, com uh, to complete the goal that we have. Another suggestion on credit cards, and this is crucial, is that uh, try to avoid using them if at all possible uh, if you're not able to pay the entire balance off at the end of each month. And the way you can do that is list the charges that you need to put on that card and keep that money in your checking account so that you're able to uh, pay that off when your uh, uh, credit card prints its monthly bill. Here's another uh, suggestion I can make and one that I know works. A lot of people spend money just kind of on the spur of the moment. They, they just buy something just because it's there to be purchased. Uh, there's something that the stores do to try and catch all of us and get us in debt and, and, and help us to uh, spend and buy as much as we uh, can put in our basket. When we go to the grocery store, as you're checking out, you'll probably notice on both sides of the checkout there's all kinds of stuff that's uh, piled up on racks and uh, with, with comments on them about purchases or buy that. There's snacks, there's, there's gum, there's, there's breath mints, there's razor blades. I mean, it's anything. It's just all over the place. So th that's placed there. So you'll do something called impulse purchases. Now, an impulse purchase is good for the store, but terrible for our budget. So if at all possible, avoid those, keep your eyes straight. I always kid people uh, when I get to this point, uh, 
the Word of God tells us that, uh, that the, the, the pathway to heaven is straight and it's narrow and you need to keep your eyes focused on the things of God. Well, I encourage people by saying when you, when you go out, at least I, I call it encouragement, that when you're going out of the store, I want you to keep your eyes straight ahead. Look not to the left nor to the right, but look straight ahead uh, and don't let those impulse purchases rob you of spending more than you intended to spend that particular day. Let me give you a suggestion about getting your mortgage loan paid off. Let's say you don't have a lot of credit card debt, your other debts are pretty well cleaned off, and primarily your biggest debt and your biggest challenge is your monthly mortgage payment. Well, there's a number of ways that you can pay it off quicker, and let me give you a couple suggestions, and I may sometimes repeat things from one episode to another, but I, but I believe it's important that if things are, are crucial to getting out of debt free, they may need to be repeated from time to time. So let me give you an example of how you can pay your mortgage off a little faster. First of all, instead of getting a 30-year loan, uh, if you're able to qualify it, try and get a loan of maybe 15 years. Uh, the reason I say that is, is that the, the amount of principal that you get credit for on a 15-year loan is significantly higher than the amount of principal that you get credit for on a 30-year loan. Uh, not only that, you save 15 years of interest payments. So if you can do it, uh, you know, and your, your budget can handle it, try to get a 15-year loan that, uh, that will work for you. Now, if you're not able to do that because you don't want to be set and know that you have to make that larger payment each month, then you talk to your mortgage company, the bank, or whoever gave you your loan on your home and ask them if they will let you make payments, uh, additional principal payments, that is, uh, from time to time on your mortgage loan. You will save a tremendous amount of interest and you reduce the term of how long it'll be before the loan gets paid off. It's said that if you'll just make a 10% uh, extra principal payment, uh, uh, you know, uh, of what your monthly payment is every single month that you could reduce your loan as much as six to eight to 10 years. Uh, one rule of thumb that I've used in the past is that whatever my house payment was, uh, I tried to make at least one extra payment in the year uh, and apply all that money to the principal of my loan. I know by doing that, I can probably reduce probably eight or nine years uh, worth of interest and term on my loan and get that mortgage loan paid off quicker. So if our goal is to be debt free, then there are ways that you can get that house paid for quicker. And there are ways that you can cause that house to never get paid for. So we don't want to take that process and put ourselves in a position where we're 80 years old and we're still stuck with a house payment. So um, uh, I know the Lord will bless you. It's going to require something that I'll have to close this teaching on and, uh, and that is the area of discipline. Now, I said a word that a lot of people will turn my uh, uh, podcast off just because I said the word discipline. Discipline is truly a wonderful word. It's a word that keeps us on track. If you, you pick up the Word of God, you'll find uh, a great advice on receiving discipline. When I pastored a church for nearly 20 years, I would sometimes stand up before the congregation and say something that I think shocked them. And I'd say something like this, Lord, I need your discipline. I need you to help me. And I want you to apply the discipline that I need to my life because I know that you want to bless us. And I know that if I'm not disciplined, Lord, that I rob myself of your blessing. So I would then tell them that I don't want their discipline, 
but and I don't want discipline from someone else, but I always welcome God's discipline because I know that I'd be blessed. So let me read to you right now a scripture that's, that's really crucial because if we don't catch discipline, all the suggestions that I've made and all the things we've talked about uh, in all these episodes will never be completed because it will require a form of discipline to accomplish the goal that we have to live debt-free. So I'm going to read in the um, book of Hebrews chapter 12, starting at verse number 10 from the New Living Translation. It says right here, For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us, so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful, but afterward there will be a peaceful harvest of righteous living for those who are trained in this way. Other translations uh, talk about those who are disciplined will be rewarded by God. Or they'll say something like, discipline may be difficult, however, it reaps a profit. Now, I like a profit, and I want to be able to receive that profit in order to be able to be debt-free. It's going to take faith to believe that we can get out of debt. I know that many out there are struggling with severe debt issues, and I'm not trying to give you a quick fix. I just want you to understand that God loves you and he cares for you. And even though you may have made mistakes in dealing with your finances or that you've got yourself into a difficult time because of poor spending, or maybe you've you've had an illness that was not your fault and has placed you in a terrible position financially, regardless of what's caused you to come to this point, Our Lord wants to help us become debt-free, and we do need to have faith in order to do that. So I'm going to close with this scripture I think is crucial for all of us trying to get debt-free. It's found in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Let me pray for you. Lord, Help us all to see ourselves as being debt-free. Everyone who's listening can make that claim, Father. And we know with your help, Lord, that they can call forth those things that are not as though that they are. That they will use the suggestions in this chapter to help them experience the joy of debt-free living. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Quality Christian Living. Our next episode will be entitled Making Good Financial Decisions. You can subscribe to my podcast on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're interested in obtaining my book, Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living, please go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you, and may he be gracious to you, and may he give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. The Lord bless you.